You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. We begin tonight with a look back at what has been one of the most consequential and life-changing Supreme Court terms since the courts that overturned segregation and expanded women's rights. Only this court has done it all in reverse. Today was the last day that we heard from them this term. And actually, thank God. Because in the past month, the conservative majority has successfully weakened Miranda rights, kneecapped state gun safety laws, betrayed indigenous sovereignty, begun to dismantle the separation of church and state, and curtailed women's rights to privacy and liberty. And that was all before today. Wow. We are in deep, deep trouble, are we not? That's Joy Reid of MSNBC talking about how this court has destroyed our nation for now and years to come until they can pack the court and get control again when they were all actually just interpreting the Constitution, not rewriting law and being adversarial and trying to hijack the U.S. Constitution. This is July 1st, 2022. We are live, and we're live streaming right now at rumble.com. You can go to rumble.com, enter in the search engine, one word, Larry Connors USA. It'll take you right to the Rumble site. You'll see previous Rumbles, and you push the button for live. You join us in studio. If you miss any broadcast, you can always go to LarryConnorsUSA.com and pull them up and hear them at your leisure and share them with others that should be listening. And I encourage you to subscribe to both. It's absolutely free. You won't miss anything. So Joy Reid is an example of the pro-abortionists who are absolutely whacked out, and I mean whacked out, over the SCOTUS abortion ruling and everything else this Supreme Court decided. They think the EPA ruling yesterday, that's going to put us underwater. Even Justice Kagan, who was against the ruling that supported the government, I should, I should say supporting West Virginia government, over the EPA, that government agencies, regulatory agencies, cannot make such fiats that demand things that should be done by Congress. And she warned, well, anyone born today, if they live on the East Coast 20 or 30 years from now, they're going to be underwater. I said then, somebody needs to let former President Obama know, let him know, because he's got that multi-million mansion, dollar mansion out on Martha's Vineyard, only about two feet above sea level now. Better sell before the price goes down. And, of course, they're still fuming over the gun laws. You're going to hear later over the next two hours from Congressman John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana, and said, I got a fix for you for the gun laws. Just listen to me. Eat your fruit. Don't elect it. You got that message? (laughs) Because there are too many out there in the country right now that are for still defunding police. They're trying to hide a little bit because we're getting closer to November election. But they're there. And we've got President Biden stating the other day 
You're going to have to live with the high gas prices as long as the Russian invasion continues because it's all Russia, Russia, Russia. It's a lie, but that's what he said. And even a former Obama advisor says when he starts talking about, when he, Biden, starts talking about inflation and gas prices, he doesn't seem to know what he's talking about. No kidding. And that's a former Obama advisor, David Axelrod. We're going to be joined by a guest today that says now that the court ruled on Roe v. Wade is not the law of the land, suddenly, suddenly the left recognizes what a woman is. Well, there's a new justice on the court just sworn in yesterday, Justice Jackson, who during her confirmation hearings couldn't even describe and define what a woman is. But now many on the left say, oh, we know what a woman is, and it's a woman's body. You're trying to take away her right to choose. They're not out there shouting for men to have the right to have an abortion. Why? (laughs) Because science finally catches them in a corner. And then there's a former NBA uh, player who takes an advantage to say that Justice Thomas, a black man, is really a white supremacist and is proving it by his actions on the Supreme Court. Yep, that's right. It's getting that far out. This is July 4th weekend coming up. How patriotic are you? Are you happy with living in this country? To me, it's the best ever. Now, does that mean it doesn't have flaws? Of course it has flaws. We got a lot to cover over the next two hours. Lock and load. Ready on the right. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. I personally know at least three people who got sick from mold. It's not uncommon for homes, businesses to have a leak somewhere. And it doesn't take long for mold to start growing. Well, of course, I recommend Wellington Environmental. You don't want a company that's just going to clean up the water. Wellington has 34 years of experience. In fact, hospitals often have Wellington inspect and treat mold. Do what they do. Call 314-644-4930. Call Wellington for a mold inspection, air testing, professional remediation 314-644-4930 triple a rated with the better business bureau wellington environmental your world cleaner better safer be well with wellington i want you to know something special John Beal Roofing constantly gives back to the community in so many ways, supporting more charities and good causes than any other local roofing company. Why? It's the right thing to do. Keep that in mind when you need a new roof, plus quality work at the lowest price, guaranteed. John Beal, 1-800-NEW-ROOF, 1-800-NEW-ROOF. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. (laughs) 
The bottom line is, ultimately, the reason why gas prices are up is because of Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices of the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. Well, that's not exactly right. That is President Biden yesterday, or now two days ago, in Spain in a news conference that he was willing to talk on foreign soil to reporters, thinking they're going to be a lot more polite, and he called on some American reporters. In fact, he had a list in front of him. He stuck to the list. We began with the Associated Press reporter. I mean, the guy cannot take anything, even a softball question, thrown at him any more than his press secretary can. As Kylie Zimple, the Federalist, said the other day, she can't even get their bat off the shoulder, get the bat off her shoulder to hit the softballs back at them. But here was Biden again saying, you have to blame for our current situation, Russia, Russia, Russia. And then makes a flat-out lie. And I'm going to call him out on it. I've done it before. I'll do it right now. He said we have the best inflation rate in the nation. Let me give you the facts again. Inflation facts. U.S. is at 8.6%. 8.6%. So if we're the best, who's worse? Um, nobody. Nobody among the industrialized nations. And he was speaking to the G7 nations in Spain the other day in that council, and not one of them has a higher inflation rate than 8.6% of the U.S. of A. U.K. and Germany coming in closest. They're tied at 7.9%. Our neighbor to the north, Canada, 7.7%. Italy, 6.8% inflation. Japan. Japan's inflation rate is 2.5%. So it's a lie that the whole world is suffering. We're suffering more because of Biden economic policies from day one. When he took office, killing the Keystone Pipeline, shutting down oil and gas production and leases, and then said, well, we'll let you go ahead and do some of them. And then the Interior Department stepped in and said, not a good idea. And they pulled back again. And they're complaining that the refineries aren't producing. Well, the refineries aren't getting anything to produce. And you won't let new refineries be built to begin with. But he is going to again say the trouble is Russia. Well, Congressman Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, says, oh, no, 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 no. Biden is wrong again. He's wrong like he is on every other issue. I mean, we know why we have inflation. They spent like crazy. They paid people not to work, and they drove up the cost of energy. It wasn't Russia that did it. It was their crazy policies, their policies that ended the pipeline, their policies that won't let you drill in Anwar, their policies that made it difficult to get leases on federal land. So everything costs more because of Joe Biden. Food costs more. Gas costs more. If you want to buy a new home, it costs more. Everything costs more. And this idea that, you know, somehow uh, Americans don't understand, they do. There's a reason, actually, that more than seven out of ten of our fellow citizens think the country's on the wrong track because it is under Joe Biden and Democrats running our government. And that's why I think there's going to be a big change come this November's election. But you know what? The Democrats are just sticking to their guns. 
of course, they hate that word. Uh, for me to say that they're sticking to guns, that's probably blasphemous to them. But the White House economic advisor, Brian Deese, today, today in an interview, I was taken back, it was yesterday, in an interview with CNN, NNNNNN, said, the pain at the pump, you're suffering, you're suffering at the pump, was a price you have to pay for the future, and this is his quote, the future of the liberal world order. His exact quote. He was asked how the White House would respond to Americans worried they can't survive paying close to $5 or more a gallon for years to come. These responded, what you heard from the president was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm. He explained the temporary federal gas tax holiday that's coming up. The pressure on oil companies and a potential price cap on Russian oil are measures the president was taking to continue to bring the prices down. Yeah, that that gas price, federal price tax hike coming off for 90 days, that's about 18 cents. Other states are raising theirs, state of Missouri among them, two and a half cents up on their state tax. So it's only going to be for 90 days. It will be over. The federal gas tax vacation will be over just before the November elections. I'm betting money they will decide we need to extend it. And he said, I, I sympathize with America. I feel your pain. No, you don't. You don't feel the pain because you just don't know. In fact, he went on to say, we will get better and stronger position. We're just in transition. When these, again, the White House economic advisor was asked, what do you mean by transition? He said, well, that's when we're going to return the economy to a much better place than it was under the Trump administration. Well, hallelujah. If you can do it better than the Trump administration, I'm all for it. But you can't, you won't, and you're not going to. And even David Axelrod. Former Obama spokesman advisor said watching Biden at the Spain news conference at the G7 summit, he didn't really seem to know what he's talking about. When the president got into those questions, gas prices and inflation and abortion rights, there was a lot less of that certainty, a lot less of that emphatic nature uh, of his initial presentation on NATO because he doesn't have great answers. It isn't great answers because he's created the problem. And if he's not going to look in the mirror, he's never going to find what started it. And if he does, I'm not sure he'd recognize himself. I don't, that might sound too mean. I, I withdraw that. And I've said before, if a man is suffering early stages of dementia or something, I feel for him, I pray for him. I mean, I don't want anyone to go through that. I just don't want him leading the country. Of course, what's behind him isn't any better. And what's in the lineup for 2024 at this time from the Democrats, there's zip, zero. And some of them are thinking Biden actually might be the guy again? Really? I'm reading a piece that appeared in Politico by Zach Coleman. It reads, and it's titled, We Don't Have to Pretend Anymore. We Don't Have to Pretend Anymore. Green's ready to bail on D.C. That's the title. 
He begins by saying environmentalists and many of their Democrat allies are preparing to focus on state capitals as the places to press for action on climate change, going back to strategy they employed during the Trump era. The climate advocates who cheered Joe Biden's arrival at the White House last year are preparing to give up on Washington. Instead, environmentalists and many of their Democrat allies are starting to shift their focus to state capitals as the places to press for action on climate change. And again, this is simply a flight from D.C. in large response to 18 months of frustration with major setbacks to Biden's climate agenda, capped by yesterday's Supreme Court ruling that hobbled the EPA's ability to regulate greenhouse gases. But he points out even before that, the Democrats' ambitious plans for hundreds of billions of dollars worth of climate action simply wilted in the Senate. So what he's suggesting is that they're going to be actually paying attention to what's going on in the states again. Which means truly that that's where some of these things should rest anyway. On the EPA ruling, the court said you can't have government agencies making laws like that. That's got to be Congress. So they don't think they can win there until they can pack the Supreme Court or get rid of some of the justices they consider that are they consider activists when, in fact, they're just simply constitutionalists reading the letter of the amendments and the Constitution, not rewriting them. The uh, piece here by Coleman goes on to say in the Politico, to climate advocates who had anticipated a ruling for months, this decision yesterday was the latest in a series of factors making it clear they're going to need to look beyond Washington for ways to reach their goals. The executive director of a Brooklyn-based environmental justice organization is quoted as saying, we don't have to pretend that this is a country that's united. We don't have to pretend that anymore. It has not been united on that issue. Never has been. So, if they're going to start looking back upon the states and where you live and how you live, do you think they're going to find anything different? I'd say no, because they have a preconceived idea of you. And in fact, whether or not you supported Trump, if you are a conservative or even independent, you are using the words of a former FBI official, McCabe, saying in Walmart, I can even smell them. They think they know how you live and how you should live and what you need to. You have to have things straightened out in your life, and they're the ones to do it. And they will take care of your children. You don't need to do it. They're going to do it. They want everybody beholden to the state. And by that, they don't mean the state of Texas, nor the state of Missouri, nor even the state of New York. Well, take it back. In the state of New York, yeah, you got to be beholden to that state. They're talking about the overall government. They have for too long, far, far too long, ignored real Americans. And Congressman Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, says it's very clear, very, very clear. 
he doesn't buy it, the country doesn't buy it, but I think it's rooted in something that's even worse, and that is this disdain, this mm. dislike they have for folks who live in flyover country. You know, out here in Ohio, western Ohio, north central Ohio, that mm. I get the privilege of representing, where you make things, grow things, and move things, you need, you need fuel prices at a lower level. You're, you're going to work, you're in manufacturing, you're in construction, you're in the field planting crops, harvesting crops, and then you're tr in trucking business, moving those goods all over the country. That's where it really impacts families and really impacts our economy. And these folks who live on the coast, who think they're so much smarter than us regular people, who can work remote and zoom it in. You're in trucking or manufacturing or construction. Right. You, can't, you can't remote work. You've got to go to work. And that's what they don't get. And, but the American people understand it. And again, that's why I think there's fixing to be a big change uh, in the midterms. Yeah, he's exactly to the point when he says, in mid-America, you have to go to work. I'm in a restaurant yesterday meeting someone. In fact, Pastor Randy Mayfield and his wife, Randy's going to fill in for me for a couple of days next week. And we go into this restaurant. There's a lot of people jammed in in one area, so we're going to go to another part. It's jammed. And we're told by one of the hostesses we really don't have enough staff to take care of the people we have. In other words, sorry, we can't seat you. No place to sit anyway. There are plenty of folks and businesses needing workers but some of them are still, oh, I'm locked into my computer. I'll go do this and go do that. As long as I can get just enough money for the gas if I need to go somewhere or I have my bicycle and I can get somewhere. That's fine. That's fine. But the majority of Americans go to the J-O-B. Coming up, the order to stay in Mexico was a win for Biden, but it's not going well. Before we move on to the border issue, this uh, word uh, I just found, uh, it's one of the pieces I overlooked. I put a lot of time in preparing for you, but sometimes things come to me a little bit late, or at least I come across them late. Yesterday, the Biden administration missed its own deadline, its own deadline to plan future oil and lease, gas lease sales. Here's Biden saying... We're trying to help them get back in the field, but they missed the deadline yesterday. The Interior Secretary had vowed during a Senate hearing May 19 to issue a legally mandated program outlining proposed offshore lease sales over the next five years by yesterday. And they said uh, just Wednesday they're on track to do it. Well, they didn't do it. And no comment from the White House or the Interior Department as to why they didn't. But there's an answer from Congressman John Barrasso, Republican of Wyoming, he said President Biden is hell-bent, is hell-bent on choking off American oil and natural gas production. That's exactly true. Now, the open border issue. With the court yesterday giving Biden a partial victory, 
I say out of two main cases, gave him a victory on the borders, not so much on the EPA regulatory agency setting standards. But it did say the return to Mexico policy could be abolished. That's what Trump was using to prevent illegals from coming in, claiming sanctuary, saying, all right, we will let you claim sanctuary. We will adjudicate it. We'll take time to investigate it. In the meantime, you stay in Mexico. Well, the court said yesterday, no, they don't have to stay there. That's a ruling I'm very disappointed with, and it's going to affect every border state. And keep in mind, nowadays, every every state in the transcontinental states is a border state. And if they can get through Canada to Alaska, that's also a border state. If they can get a flight over to Hawaii, that'll be a border state. With Mexico, the chaos, the crisis is going to increase the pressure on those communities. The only good silver lining, and it's going to come at the expense and harm to many, not only economically, but possibly even physically, is that November 2022, this coming November, a lot of those in charge of such decisions in border counties in particular will become members of Congress and change all of that, try to put it back into effect. In the meantime, you had VP Harris the other day lamenting the fact how the court has not done its job effectively and, of course, making it clear that the Biden administration has always had the right idea of when it comes to the immigration policy, that's just an open border. And while admitting it's shameful and a tragedy that we had almost 60 illegals die in the back of a locked-up tractor-trailer rig trying to smuggle their way into the U.S., she blamed that on Trump. But keep in mind, this is the immigration czar, as appointed by Biden. What has she done to help with the border? I'm looking at some remarks by the Guatemalan president, Alejandro Giamatti. He said, since January, I haven't spoken or heard from Harris, VP Harris. He said, we need greater communication. Remember, Harris flew over the border to go down to the triangle of countries of Guatemala, Nicaragua, El Salvador, saying we need to establish relations with them and find out what the problem is there so maybe the illegals or those coming to the States would stay in those countries. Here's the Guatemalan president said, she came down, she did a look around, bye-bye, I'm out, boom, boom, I'm on the plane, I'm gone. And he said, we have not heard from her since January. He said, she told me she didn't want me to appoint my attorney general, we didn't talk about human trafficking. He said, when we, last time I did talk to her, said she'd been in Guatemala, the topic was not immigration. In other words, she's doing nothing. I'm not surprised, are you? Of course not. Coming up, a claim that the ruling of the high court is now saying women are being recognized. You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Ackerman Toyota believes when you need service, you want genuine parts, certified mechanics, no hidden costs. You get all of that with Ackerman Toyota. 
Plus, if you're ready for a new car or pre-owned, see what Ackerman has on the lot or what's coming. Ackerman Toyota, Hampton and Interstate 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Welcome back. Reminding you, we are live streaming, even as I speak, at rumble.com. You can go to rumble.com, enter one search word, Larry Connors USA, and it'll take you right to our site. You'll see previous rumbles, and you can push the button for live. Joining us in studio, I encourage you to subscribe. It costs you nothing. And, of course, every program later appears as a podcast at LarryConnorsUSA.com or wherever you get your podcast. I encourage you to use LarryConnorsUSA.com, all free. So we have a new Supreme Court justice. But this new justice the other day in her confirmation hearings back in March, I say the other day, could not even define the word woman. And she's going to have some cases involving women coming forward. But more importantly, the Roe v. Wade decision coming down from the court the other day or that affected the Roe v. Wade decision suddenly said that abortion was not law of the land. And we got women out there proclaiming it's my body, my choice again. And we're joined now by Douglas Blair, news producer of the Daily Signal, co-host of the Daily Signal podcast. Doug, glad to have you on board, sir. Hey, Larry, how you doing? I'm great. And you point out, I, I love the, the way you write this, a piece he wrote that, uh, for the Daily Signal that suddenly the left has realized what a woman is. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so again, it was very funny. The second that Roe v. Wade gets overturned, all of a sudden the radical left who has told us a woman can be whatever they say they are, right? A biological man can be a woman if he says he is. All of a sudden that flies out of the window in the face of a quote-unquote existential threat to the rights of, as you guessed, women, oh, right? So we're seeing yep. the left turn back <laughs> the clock and pretend that women are women again. It's great. And, you know, the, the point I'd made previously, I'm sure you have too, is that whatever happened to the women's rights, uh, Gloria Steinem, I am woman, hear me roar type approach, they've been pushed aside on behalf of the transgender shove and everything else that goes with it until this decision. Of course. No, I think that what they've recognized is that it's very difficult to fight for quote-unquote women's rights if you can't define what a woman is, right? If a man can say he's a woman and have no process that he can actually give birth, then how can you say you're actually fighting for women's rights when you can't even define who is being affected by it? Some people will say, ah, you know, transgender women are affected by abortion. Are they? Can, can biological men give birth? Not that I know of. Now, the other question is, how many women's cases are going to be before this court that will have to be involving Justice Jackson, who testified in her nomination hearing? I can't define what a woman is. Well, hopefully we won't get any cases involving biology, because as Justice uh, <laughs> Brown-Jackson informed us, she is not a biologist, so I don't know if she's qualified to do these things. But yeah, you're right. No, this is it raises questions about her qualifications 
to be able to rule as a justice if she cannot define basic biology and she is unable to acknowledge the reality that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. You know, and to that point, she, she said that I believe it's a I want to say Yale. I could be wrong on this, that they have a case coming forward. Discrimination, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, is actually Asian students claiming they're being discriminated against, if it's what I'm thinking of. But but she said whatever it was, that university whichever one it is, she did go to, so she will accuse herself from that. But if it involves anything involving women, she hasn't said, I'll recuse myself on those cases. Well, this is the thing that we hear a lot, that these these types of justices who are representative of a certain group are going to come in with a different perspective than their other colleagues who don't come from that group, right? We heard this all the time with Sotomayor. She's a Latina justice. Therefore, she's going to have a different perspective than Neil Gorsuch. I would rather we not bring race and gender and sex into the justice system. The justice system is what it is. The Constitution doesn't read differently for black people than it does for white people, for women as it does for men. I want my justices to be able to rule on the constitutionality of a given law or a given piece of legislation, regardless of what they look like or what's in their pants. Now, to that extent, presidents on both sides of the aisle have specifically picked uh, either gender and our race as a not a prime reason for selecting someone, but that they wanted them to fit inside that category, such as Trump naming Amy Coney Barrett and uh, mm. Biden saying that uh, when uh, – Breyer said, I'm going to retire. He said, well, we're going to find a qualified black woman. And there came Justice Jackson out of the group to lead the field. And we've got Justice Thomas on board, the Supreme Court. We've had Thurgood Marshall. But for Jackson to be there suddenly on the court, you would see the left just say, look, 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 we finally have a black on the court. In other words, they're considering Thurgood Marshall wasn't. They're also saying basically Thomas isn't. And in fact, a former NBA basketball star says that Thomas is really a black man who's truly a white supremacist. Right. Well, I mean, if, if this must be news for Justice Clarence Thomas, who's been receiving a lot of specifically targeted racial hatred yes. uh, for his ruling in the Roe v. Wade and Dobbs case, the fact that he decided to. Uh, stray off the plantation, as many of the Democrats will sort of imply that he's a black man who doesn't believe what they believe, therefore he's not really black. Uh, it must be news to him that he doesn't count. But, I mean, you're right. Like, the way that they view race as an essential part of somebody's identity connected to their politics is incredibly problematic. You'll notice that when Amy Coney Barrett was nominated to become a Supreme Court justice, her gender played maybe a mild part on the left, but it was also because she was a really good justice, she, or a really good judge. She had had an impeccable credential. She was able to uh, definitely navigate the confirmation hearings. There was that famous image of her holding up that sheet uh, with zero writing on it because she just knew her law so yes, well. Yes. But with Judge Jackson, it was very much like, what is this judge? She's a black woman. What are her credentials? I don't know. She's black. That, take it. That's all we need. Yeah, and that, they, that backfires on them very quickly, such as a Jean-Pierre, now at the White House spokeswoman, and they were praising, look, it's the first black lesbian woman in the White House press secretary position. Like, that's going to make things different or better? It hasn't, obviously. You point out in your article, again, this is, a, we're listening to Douglas Blair, a piece he wrote for the Daily Signal, that referenced specifically Congresswoman Cori Bush, Democrat of Missouri, uh, last May, May 21, I should say, Every day, black birthing people and our babies die because our doctors don't believe our pain. 
In other words, she's repeating the phrase birthing people, as so did uh, Michigan Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer saying, my responsibility is to all menstruating people in Michigan. It's only women, but they wouldn't use the term. Right, right. When I also think the thing with Cori Bush was sort of a perfect encapsulation of the modern Democratic Party and the modern left, because it's both. It's it's a gender issue where we can't say the word women because that could offend the five, you know, transgender people that are affected by this in America. And it's a race issue because she's basically calling the medical system racist for, you know, apparently black people die. And therefore, that's because doctors are racist. So it modern it, it encapsulates that party so well. But, yes, it's a very dangerous proposition that we have here where in issues that impact women, and we should use that word every time we have the opportunity, women are being brushed under the rug because it offends the, the modern sensibilities of the left. If transgender people, biological men who say they are women but have none of the biological functioning, like a uterus or ovaries or the ability to give birth, get offended by something, well, who does the Democratic Party go with? They go with the transgender person who is physically incapable of giving birth. Abortion is an issue that is a women's issue, right? Like if, if, if you can decide to abort a fetus, a living child, that is because you can have a baby. You can have a fetus. Now, to that point, you. to that point, let me interrupt because you put something in your article. I want to take the next minute and have to drill down on before we finish. You point out that the fathers whose children are slaughtered at Planned Parenthood clinics and lose out sons or daughters they are affected by the abortion. They are, and that is true. I do think that that's a really important thing to note. I think that the, the mentality that a lot of these protesters have where only women can have opinions about this issue is ridiculous, right? Obviously, the men in there who want to have children who have no say in whether that baby is aborted, they are being not involved in this process in a way that they should be. But at the end of the day, who is giving birth? It's women. Who is able to hold a baby inside of them? It's women. And if we're going to ignore that fact and pretend that biological men are going to do that, well, the left is going to have a really big problem convincing the American people that this is an issue they should care about because it clearly sounds like the left has lost the plot. And while the black uh, liberals are complaining about closing down Planned Parenthood and making it harder for black women to abort and kill a baby this disproportionately... <laughs> talking about the disproportionate men are those who blacks who are jailed they are forgetting that a third or more of abortions out of the 60 million since 1973 have been black babies right Doug, i thank you very much i wish you the very best on this uh, holiday independence day that we all will honor our country and thank you for giving some of your time sir absolutely have a happy fourth you bet Douglas Blair, news producer for The Daily Signal and The Daily Podcast. Coming up, the January 6th committee hearing did everything they wanted to, except they missed one very important ingredient. Stand by. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at USA. The other day, some listeners saw me in Cafe Napoli, and one said, we see you here all the time. <laughs> I said, yes, you do. I am the Cafe Napoli ambassador. Truth is, I've been a Napoli customer for decades, when there was only the Clayton location, then Town & Country, now St. Charles. Trust me, you'll enjoy great food, drinks, service. Cafe Napoli, Clayton, Town & Country, Streets of St. Charles, and tell them the Cafe Napoli ambassador sent you. 
Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. So here we are, the January 6th hearings, apparently, supposedly, maybe, possibly over. But they may, they may suddenly decide, oh, we got new something, new something we want to bring out. That's what they did the when when they suddenly decided to bring in uh, this witness who Cassidy Hutchinson, who'd worked as a special assistant to former President Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who testified that Trump tried to steer the presidential limo, wrestle it from the control of the Secret Service agent driving it, and even strangling and touching the Secret Service agent trying to drive to the Capitol when they said, sir, we're going back to the White House. That was her testimony. And it was taken as a fact by the committee and by most mainstream media, and including Fox News' Brett Baer. And I said then, that is hearsay. She was not in the limo. And she did testify. She was told that by a member of the Trump staff, who later said, according to sources with him, we're watching this. And he said, I never say anything about a steering wheel. She just kind of made it up. And imagine the size of the presidential limo to get from the back of it to the front and grab the steering wheel, assuming you can reach through to the driver. I don't know if you can or not. But bottom line is, they bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Except for, and I hate to admit it, but I'll give him credit, CNN and, 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 and Jake Tapper. He said, after going through how compelling and everything it was, he said, but it's just hearsay. It's still just hearsay. Governor Asa Hutchinson, who's a Republican, has an R after his name, let me put it that way, who has been a anti-Trump all this time, said it was very compelling. Very compelling as she told that story. Very compelling. I mean, anyone who appreciates the difficulty of being someone 25, talking about the Cassidy Hutchinson, and thrust into that incredible closeness to history, and what even in her young age understood to be fundamentally wrong, and she testified to it. She didn't testify to the fact that she saw it happen. She said, I was told. That would be discounted in any court of the land as hearsay. And immediately after the word got out, she was testifying like that. Arnado and two Secret Service agents who were involved, one of them driving, say, we will testify. That did not happen. Oh, well, the hearing's over for the day. Sorry, well, we we may open it up later. So they wrapped it up, basically. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Liz Cheney said, we have proven the real tragedy. There are politicians in this country, beginning with Donald Trump, who have lied to the American people. Well, I can name some politicians who have lied to the American people. Adam Lying Schiff, that's one. You want me to go down the rest of the list? You've got your own. But she said, this was a threat by one individual to our Constitution. And, of course, again, the January 6th hearing was all built over what happened at the Capitol on that day as the ballots were being, or the Electoral College was meeting to certify the ballots. And I said then it was wrong. And those who were battling police to get in the Capitol, they were definitely wrong. It was not a profile in courage. It was a profile in shame. 
and those who battled the police, who forced their way in, who placed graffiti or whatever else they wanted, or stole what they wanted for the Capitol, they should be prosecuted. But that was taking place while Trump was still speaking. So the Trump crowd listening to Trump, they weren't the ones who went down there. But here's here's the little tiny thing that I would have thought the January 6th commission would help us solve, or at least be looking into. Yes, we had the riot at the Capitol, but what about what happened about the pipe bombs? Do you remember that? Pipe bombs were found on January 6th. Explosives outside the offices of the Republican and Democrat National Committees. To this date, they still do not have anybody, any suspect. There's police body cameras apparently capturing a man using a cane with a electric prods at the end, jabbing officers in January 6th. But nobody has any video anywhere of a guy leaving these pipe bombs. Nowhere, nobody, no camera. Is anybody asking questions, why the hell not? Who did place the pipe bombs? Now, that was a deadly act if they had gone off. And according to the ATF, they were legitimate explosives. And then after finding one at the RNC, they found one at the DNC, and they rendered them safe so no one would be hurt. The only video shows a person in a gray-hooded sweatshirt, face mask, and gloves appearing to place one under a bench and then walking into an alley near the BNC. But they they say we've used and continue to use every investigative tool that we lawfully have to find this individual, but we can't find him. <laughs> Do you think the January 6th committee would at least address the fact that we need to still find that? No, no. If they could prove that Trump placed the bomb there, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Coming up in the next hour. The left continues to go more and more wacko because of this Supreme Court and its decisions. Stand by. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.